0: There was a New York Times story showing close CIA collaboration with the Ukrainian military. Um, as though that's a good thing. Um, I think we should address that.
1: Absolutely. Um, this story is basically an advertisement for the proxy war. It's, a C- it's people in the CIA basically trying to get Congress to approve the $61 billion. And there's a lot of you know um, puffery in it. But there's some good detail in there that underscores that the U.S. has used Ukraine as a proxy against Russia, and that the CIA played a major role in the coup that put us on the current course we're in 10 years ago, in Maidan, 10 years ago this month. So this is the article uh, from the New York Times. It's it's called The Spy War, How the CIA Secretly Helps Ukraine Fight Putin. And the first key detail that we learn from this article is this, uh, that Ukraine now hosts, quote, A CIA-supported network of spy bases constructed in the past eight years that includes 12 secret locations along the Russian border. Now, just absorb that for a second. In the eight years since a government that was neutral was overthrown in a coup, there's been a construction of a network of spy bases that includes 12 secret locations along the Russian border. Might Russia see that as a threat to its security? (laughs) If after a violent coup, the CIA builds a network of bases, including, just including, not entirely, it, it, this is not the whole thing. This is just including 12 secret locations along its border. Might Russia have seen that as a security threat? And might Russia have been provoked uh, when, but before it invaded Ukraine in February 2022? Because we keep hearing this is unprovoked, unprovoked. Then we learn the CIA has 12 secret locations along the Russian border. And there's more revelations. Uh, This is uh, one of my favorites from this article. It concerns what happened on the night of the coup in 2014. And this is what it it reveals. It it talks about how there's a new spy chief in Ukraine after the new coup government takes power, after Yanukovych uh, is overthrown. And uh, so his name is Valentin Nalivichenko. I'm p- sorry if I butchered that. And uh, apparently, according to uh, Moss Robson, he has ties to the ultra ultranationalist faction in Ukraine. Of course he does. But basically, he so his first night in power, the night of the coup, he goes to his office, and this is what the Times says. He went to an office and called the CIA station chief and the local head of MI6. It was near midnight, but he summoned them to the building, asked for help in rebuilding the agency from the ground up, and proposed a three-way partnership. That's how it all started, he said. So on the night of a coup that installs him in power as the new spy chief, this guy is already on friendly terms with the CIA station chief and MI6. And might that lend credence to the allegations that the CIA (laughs) and MI6 were involved in installing that coup government that very night? I think it does. Because how often do you have a coup where all of a sudden one of your first calls is to the CIA and the MI6 and you're just meeting them for the first time. And he says there, that's where it all started. But I think it's pretty clear to read between the lines that it did not start there that this guy
0: and his government were installed with the help of the CIA and MI6. Yeah, I mean, you don't just you just don't have a direct line to the CIA station chief that can get compel them to action that quickly unless there was relationship. And you yourself were cultivated by Langley to be in the position you're in. Which the time says, which the time says, it says that the CIA had a prior relationship (laughs) with these people. It says that elsewhere
1: in the piece. So yes.
0: Yeah. And so Putin was instructed or met with his own intelligence chiefs in early 2021, as Ukraine was preparing a military buildup around the Donbass as the Minsk Accords are being shredded in broad daylight. And he was told that the CIA and MI6 have established a beachhead in Ukraine. I mean, Russia knew about these bases. They knew what was taking place, that these figures were cultivated by the CIA, that the entire um, you know, Ukrainian SBU was trained by the CIA. But the idea that Ukraine was a beachhead for Western intelligence was made clear would the United States have tolerated such a thing on its border? If just the entire Mexican government was controlled by Russian and Chinese intelligence and that there were secret Russian spy bases set up on the U.S.-Mexico border, what would the U.S. do? What would you want the U.S. to do if you're a U.S. citizen?
1: You know, We know the answer because what happened when Russia was accused of posting some social media (laughs) means, and stealing some emails, there was a nationwide freakout that we're still living through. Okay. This was deemed to be an attack on the country. This was the 9-11 Pearl Harbor Harbor, sanctions on Russia. You know, this was like mania. So, uh, that was the reaction to that. So yes, imagine if Russia even had one base on the U S border, I mean, we'd have war and we're supposed to believe that Russia was going to sit there and tolerate having a a government next to it overthrown and uh, the CIA coming in, building spy bases and Russia was going to sit there and not do anything. Uh, All while Ukraine refused to implement the one peace accord that it signed that could have brought peace, which is the Minsk Accords. I mean, and even refused to negotiate with the leaders of the Donbass rebellion, which began after the Maidan coup. I mean, it's just, you know, it's such a farce. There's another really big revelation in this article, which speaks to Russiagate. Um, which shows that actually Ukraine had a bigger role in Russiagate than at least I was previously aware of. This is what it says. The Ukrainians, I'm reading from the bottom, the Ukrainians helped the Americans go after Russian (laughs) operatives who meddled in the 2016 U.S. election. What? Uh, And it tells a story about what happened in the summer of 2016. In the summer of 2016, some uh, really hawkish elements of Ukrainian intelligence tried to do this commando operation into Crimea to kill some Russian forces. It backfired. Uh, it was a disaster. Uh, they Russia was got wind of it. They were waiting for them. They got ambushed. People were killed. It was a nightmare, a huge embarrassment. Joe Biden called up Ukrainian government to complain because he said it was making him look bad. So now we learn from the Times that because of this, some of Obama's advisors wanted to shut down the CIA program in Ukraine. But John Brennan persuaded them that doing so would be self-defeating given the relationship was starting to produce intelligence on the Russians as the CIA was investigating Russian election meddling. So that's an admission that John Brennan, who as the CIA director helped generate the Russiagate scam was relying on Ukrainian operatives, people who he had helped install
0: after backing a coup in Ukraine to generate the allegations for Russiagate. Who had every incentive to, escalate the amount of hysteria in the United States about Russian meddling so they could have their war.
1: Yes. And who were openly at the time colluding with elements of the Democratic Party to undermine Trump. And this is the actual documented foreign collusion that happened in 2016. There's two. There's Israel-Trump collusion, which happened after the election, uh, which we've talked about elsewhere. We don't need to get into now. But also there was Ukraine-DNC collusion uh, because, and this was uh, revealed in Politico and other places, Ukrainian officials met with members of the DNC to give them damaging information, uh, which I think they made up about Paul Manafort, the so-called Sergei ledger.
0: Lechenko, the black ledger.
1: Yeah, exactly. So as Ukrainians were trying to defeat Trump, as they openly admitted, they were also being used by John Brennan to generate the Russiagate allegations, which claimed that Russia was meddling to help install Trump. So this is a, you know, if we have congressional oversight, this would be the cause for hearings and a major scandal, but of course we don't. Um, And then it says this, and this is just unbelievable to me. So it it points out, first of all, that, you know, yeah, Trump was talking about cooperating with Russia, but it says this, whatever Trump said and did, his administration often went in the other direction. This is because Trump put Russia hawks in key positions, including Mike Pompeo as CIA director and John Bolton as national security advisor. Yes, that's what we were saying all along, that this Russiagate mania and claiming Trump was a Russian asset was distracting from the fact that Russia had that Trump had Russia hawks actually overseeing policy. So this incentivized Democrats and everybody else to look away from the reality of the dangerous policies that people like Pompeo and Bolton were pursuing. And um, so accordingly, at one base, the number of uh, Ukrainian intelligence officers working uh, with the CIA grew from 80 to 800. And the, and the time says this, preventing Russia from interfering in future U.S. elections was a top CIA priority priority during this period and Ukrainian and American intelligence officers joined forces to probe systems of Russia's intelligence agencies to identify operatives trying to manipulate voters. So this shows again that Ukraine, a CIA puppet was integral to all these Russiagate allegations and none more than the foundational allegation of Russian hacking of the DNC. And this is the last thing I'll point out. In one joint operation, a Ukrainian military intelligence team duped an officer from russia's military intelligence service into providing information that allowed the cia to connect russia's government to the so-called fancy bear hacking group okay and who's fancy bear that's one of the so-called russian hacking groups who u.s intelligence says is responsible for hacking the dnc Which it's not a real hacking group by the way yeah Um, yeah, no sure yeah crowdstrike made
0: up that name
1: yeah so crowdstrike a clinton hired firm relied Mm -hmm. on ukrainian intelligence to claim that Russia was behind the hacking of the DNC and John Brennan's fingerprints all are all over this too. So the scandal now is even bigger than previously known. I mean, this is like, you know, and it just yeah. shows like it's the undermining of democracy elsewhere leads to the undermining of democracy here at home because we overthrow the government of Ukraine. We install a friendly regime. We use their intelligence, which we now basically control or have huge influence over to then help us undermine our own democracy when a president or when a candidate turned president runs and who's talking about getting along with Russia. So Ukraine then gets used to undermine Trump and all this helps contribute to the mess we're in today.
0: And you have so many of the people who were involved in the Maidan coup, Victoria Nuland and her underlings in the state department were heavily involved in distributing the steel dossier. So the whole, the whole, it, it The whole thing goes back to Ukraine and it leads, it went back to Maidan and it leads to the war in Ukraine with the CIA right in the middle of it. John Brennan as a, uh, what do they call him, national security analyst or contributor now on MSNBC. He was on MSNBC night after night pushing Russiagate after he left the administration, calling Donald Trump a traitor for having a summit with Putin about intermediate ballistic missile reduction. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like he was hiding his role, but now we know that so much of the so-called intelligence that he was gathering was being gathered much like the Bush neocons gathering from, gathering their intelligence from Ahmed Chalabi or bogus, uh, uh, you know, bogus defectors like Curveball. Um, Can you trust Ukrainian intelligence? Exactly. They
1: have every, as you said before, they have every incentive to frame Russia because accusing Russia of interference has contributed to this Cold War atmosphere that has been used to justify having a proxy war against Russia and Ukraine. And not just when, since Russia invaded, but but well
0: before then, that was the basis of Trump's first impeachment, right? It's just, med- they're, they're the ones meddling. Exactly. They're meddling. And they continue to meddle. Yes. And they maintain a kill list of Americans who get in the way and you're on it. Um, yeah, I, was I doxed by Ukrainian intelligence. Yes. A group called yeah. Molfar which is run uh, under the auspices of British intelligence in London. Yeah. They doxed me. They doxed everyone that I, you know, everyone I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um it's a cra- and of course all the people responsible for this except for John Brennan are, are now back in power. Joe Biden, who was like the key point person along with Newland for Obama and Ukraine. Anthony Blinken, Jake Sullivan, all these people whose hands are 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 all over the Maidan coup, um, and are all over the U.S. Uh, involved subversion of the Minsk Accords. They're now back in power, uh, basically trying to finish what they started. But of course, it's only getting worse.
0: And, and I mean, this article also goes into how the U.S. uses Ukrainian intelligence around the world as kind of like field operatives, which is incredibly dangerous because they're involved in terrorism. Yeah,
1: including um, inside Russia, as they talk about how you know you Ukrainians trained by the CIA. Have carried out lethal operations inside Russia, and how yeah. that's led to even concern among some U.S. officials about, you know, uh, escalation.
0: Could they Could they get into Russian Russia's prison system? I don't know, but they can pose as Russians who are native Russian speakers. Um, they can work within Russian civil society. They were involved in the killing of Daria Dugina. They they assassinated Daria Dugina and in an attempt to kill her father, Alexander Dugin, who was demonized in a very bogus way in US media as kind of the outsourced brain of Vladimir Putin. And I think that's what led to his targeting. So did the CIA actually use Ukrainian intelligence for this assassination of a Russian foreign policy analyst who has no involvement in the war? Um, That raises... You know, these questions are now in the open. Um, And certainly the CIA must have been involved in, for example, Ukrainian attacks on like um, the oil refinery in Krasnodar, uh, which we see here, 23 Um, terrorist attacks in Crimea, terrorist attacks on the Kerch Bridge. We exposed the blueprint produced by we at the Gray Zone exposed the blueprint produced by. British military intelligence operatives to attack that bridge. Oh, yes. um, this is a real problem. It's it seems to be a much larger program problem than um, the U.S. the CIA adopting Cuban exiles as assets to carry out acts of terrorism, like for example the downing of Cubana 455 off the coast of Barbados, a Cuban airliner in 1979 by Posada Corile's Cuban exile um, CIA asset and terrorist, um, I think we're going to see, as Ukraine fails on the battlefield, more and more acts of terror, and we have to point the finger directly at the CIA.
1: I mean, all's fair. I mean, the aim in this article was to brag about the CIA's role and to, I think, sell it to skeptical lawmakers who want to you know, cut off, Ukraine now, trying to say, look, we're in deep. We got 12 bases along Russia's border. They're very helpful to us. You can't run now. And I think they're right. just trying to market themselves. But it ends up showing that those of us who've been warning about the US use of Ukraine as a proxy um, had something to go on there. And, and this gives us a lot of new material to to cite.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess they just assumed that they're the liberal readership of the New York Times would Think, oh, that's a good thing. That's why we need to be there. You know, let me show one more thing. So this is this
1: article is similar to something that came out in the Washington Post a few months ago, and uh, I can't remember if we've discussed this or not. But there's one part in that Washington Post article. It's basically it, it's basically it's the same article about how um, the CIA has played a huge role in Ukraine since since the coup of 2014. And let's um, and so one CIA official brags that, um, uh, I'm just trying to find the, the quote here. Um, here we go. Okay, here it is. So this is a CIA official bragging about how a unit of the Ukrainian military intelligence came under U.S. influence. Uh, we calculated that GUR was a smaller and more nimble organization where we could have more impact said a former U.S. intelligence official who worked in Ukraine. GUR was our little baby. We gave them all new equipment and training. So this is a U.S. intelligence official bragging that a Ukrainian intelligence wing was the U.S.'s little baby. And you wonder why people think that (laughs) Ukraine has become a client state of the U.S. and has been used to weaken Russia when U.S. officials openly brag that Ukraine is their little baby. And that really offends proxy war, your babies, when we point that out. But it's just true, as this U.S. official admits. Was our baby. Like if a Russian official said that about one of, you know, one of their allies, this would be seen as obvious, you know, Russian influence, Russian meddling, unacceptable. We openly brag about it in Ukraine.
0: It was our baby that killed Gonzalo Lira.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was our
0: baby that has tortured tons and tons of Ukrainian dissidents. Yeah. It was our baby that produced the Azov battalion and right sector. Uh, Those are our babies in the U S intelligence community, as it's called. doesn't seem very intelligent. They failed in their war. They've destroyed Ukrainian society. Um, And they did the same thing in Syria. That was also John Brennan's baby. Yes, it was Um, many ways. It was sort of a rehearsal for the Ukraine proxy war. And, and, and the Ukraine US proxy war. Team. and the Ukraine proxy war now
1: is sort of revenge for Syria because ultimately, the Syria proxy war didn't achieve to achieve the goal of ousting Assad. And so now, you know, dirty warriors uh, can now take out their frustration on the you know in Ukraine by trying to punish Russia there because Russia intervened in Syria to save the Syrian government from being overthrown by the so-called moderate rebels. As John Kerry admitted, U.S. was watching ISIS grow and was hoping that the U.S. could use ISIS as a tool to compel Assad to leave. But Russia came in, he said, because they didn't want an ISIS government.
0: Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one out of every $13 in the CIA's black budget was spent on Operation Timber Sycamore to arm the death squads in Syria and create these uh, zones of exception that they occupied. And it failed. Yeah. And so they took out their fury on Russia with John Brennan driving Russia gate hysteria domestically and pushing the US hurtling towards direct war with Russia where it maintains a series of CIA bases which are involved in sabotage operations, terror operations. Was the US did the US give the green light to attack a Christmas festival in Belgorod? In December, did it give a green light to attack civilians there uh, more recently, this month? All of these questions are not being asked by Congress, or at least by the, the Democrats in Congress. But this is what the aid is about. This is what the $60 billion is about. Um, and... As it's being held up, Vladimir Zelensky is openly leveling threats about millions dying. But how many of those will be he, he be responsible for?